Check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy's Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local. We are Cavan Podcast. Because Cavan's not just a place, it's a people. Very good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the McAvoy Super Value GEA podcast brought to you by We Are Cavan. On today's show, we're going to be looking back over your talking points from Cavan's victory over down in the Ulster semi final on Sunday. Um, I presume Paul Fitzpatrick from the Anglo Celt joins me as always. I presume, Paul, that's the majority of, of the conversation and the talking points. No, nobody really was talking about the Derby. Yeah, it was quiet. But it, yeah. it was sort of a forgettable game, Damien. There wasn't much chat about it. Like. So we'll, we'll, we'll shake up a bit of conversation out of it if we can. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do, do, yeah do, do a job like like a local broadcaster I know that, that, that makes up his own text messages to go into the station. <laughs> how, how is I won't Bradley? say who it is. <laughs> It's actually not Mickey, would you believe? Go on. How is, how is Sean McCaffrey? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, there's a lot of there's a lot of talking points. Uh, so what I'm going to do is I might actually just read through all the talking points, and then we'll go back and pick a few to discuss because I'd like to get everyone's talking point out there uh, because yeah. there's so there's so many. So just to give everyone their speak, uh, there was one that it didn't come in as a talking point, but it just came in as a text message, and it's worthy of reading out at the top of the show because. Uh, someone texts me and says, what's the over-under for a uh, number of times set up for an ambush is going to be set on the podcast this week? <laughs> <laughs> that was brilliant. He predicted uh, it might be 10, so there's the first mention of it. Uh, we have to keep an eye on that. Uh, okay, first talking point. Look, I'm just going to run through them all, Damien, one, one after the other. Lavi boys made a difference. Serious second half, Connor Madden, thumbs up. Will to win was the next one. Next one says, you're going to get a huge amount of comment comments about balls. <laughs> Which a couple of weeks ago everyone was talking about balls. Uh Cavan for Sam. Once once a down <laughs> once a down player squeezed Clarkie's man bun, they had gone a step too far. <laughs> nobody nobody touches the man bun and gets away with it. Uh, I wonder how we'd get on if we started a game well. That is that is a good question. Block from Jerry mm-hmm. Smith cannot be understated. Uh, no forwards until Madden came on. Uh, big players stood up when needed Madden's point taking was top drawer next talking point said Chris Conroy steadied the ship what does Faulkner have to do to win a man of the match whatever Mickey Graham said said at half time he should bottle it and make a fortune if we get a 70 minute performance we have a chance in the final next one the next one is one that I really like four words to sum up that match so bad so good (laughs) beautiful beautiful uh, bit of wordplay there Uh, Caelan Mooney not getting a hand laid on him for 70 minutes. We're going to have to jump in, actually, Damien. We're going to have to jump no, in. No, this is stupid. Yeah, sorry, Caelan I should have given you that. Get a hand to jump, laid. To jump in a few. I, I think that's stupid. Yeah. 
Caelan Mooney, I thought, he, see, do you know what? And, and again, me and you were at the game, so we may have had an advantage over the people who watch it on telly. When you watch it on telly, you may see the blistering pace of Caelan Mooney. And when he gets the ball, which I, I would suggest, I'm trying to think now, I'd say maybe four times, five times in memory. When he gets the ball, he looks dynamic. He looks like he's dangerous. He looks like he's doing an awful lot. But when you actually look at the overall game, Caelan Mooney was well shackled. Well, well shackled. Like, he didn't score, to the best of my knowledge. He, right. he, he rarely contributed an assist. I just don't, I, I don't see it. I don't see it at all. And, and he is an exceptional player. So, like, you're not going to keep him com- completely quiet. He is going to get on ball and he's going to look very good running because his pace is, is fantastic. But I, I thought Kevin handled him fairly well. I don't agree with that yeah. at all. Yeah, uh, have to. Okay, so what I'll, what I'll do is actually, anything Keep you want to jump, jump in, you jump in. Yeah, if I feel the urge. <laughs> Faulkner kept us in the game and made comeback possible. Uh, next one said, two of the greatest comebacks in the history of Cavan football and, and no fans, crying emoji by four. Uh, no pubs open next, next week to watch the final. I'd say we'll, we will see a few house parties though. Uh, no panic from the sideline, adjusted change as well, trusted the fitness to come out on top of them. Killian the Gunner scoring a point, uh, which which I responded to. Do you know on Instagram now? I know you're not a big Instagram buff, but you can actually put up uh, like a musical uh, clip, and, it, and you can pick out a certain part of a song, and uh, it'll put the words up on the screen. <laughs> I just replied to that with with Cypress Hill insane in the membrane. <laughs> I think that is absolutely. On, on, on watching it back, what I love about Killian the Gunner's point, not only the fact that he scored a point, it was watch his run back out the field. He literally can't stop smiling. He's he's looking around as if to go, hey, did you see it, boys? Did you see it? Did you see it? You know, it's it's absolutely brilliant. I, I, I and and as I said on the Die Hards podcast, without Killian the Gunner driving forward into those attacking positions, granted he missed some scores, but. He, he laid the path for others to follow. Lads knew then they could get into those positions by running hard. And that was, I thought, he, I thought Killian the Gunner had a great game overall. Well, Killian's, Killian's not known for his kicking, uh, but I noticed against... against of the uh, ball. Of the... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, taking, taking names and, and kicking, kicking forwards. Um <laughs> Well, I noticed in a couple of the games where Killian has been the man delivering ball inside or getting on ball in the final third as well. So maybe it's a thing that the opposition are are saying, look, um, we're going to focus on other players and try and starve them of ball and shut them down when they get possession. And it ends up Killian now that's get, getting on ball and he's using it pretty well. And I thought, we talked about it on the, on the Die Hearts podcast, I thought he had a super game and I don't think the television footage did him justice because, yeah. you know, he emptied the tank and we both saw that there in the flesh, Damien. Um, Definitely. Madden, Madden, the difference. Uh, Pearson, jury's out. A little bit harsh on us in there, I think, because uh, he he is young and he like he was starting in the Ulster final last year and he just didn't have his best. He probably lost a bit of form in the last couple of games, but like he's, he's still he, a good player and he got he got a crucial goal against Monaghan. Don't forget. And on top of that, he like in the first half, no forward was going to be able to play well. Cavan were that much under the cosh. That it wasn't it wasn't there for a forward to play well, unfortunately. So I I definitely cut us in some slack. 
big, big time, big time. But I totally agree about his club mate, Conor Madden. And anyone that really wants to hear us talk, uh, heaping praise on Conor should should listen to the Die Hards podcast because we were doing that on Sunday evening, and um, he, he still, was still very excited. <laughs> I'll tell you. I'll tell you what, David. I haven't slept the last two nights. That's, that's, <laughs> that, that's the God's honest truth. I've been, I haven't slept well at all. I'm still sort of buzzing from it and building up to the next one. And that's not like me at all. Yeah, you you were saying that this morning on the, on the WhatsApp group that you know doesn't mean I'm, I'm losing my marbles. And I, I, my response was, is that not normal for every night that you just dream about football? I, no. I don't know. <laughs> well, my my dream was. Uh, my dream last night was that the game went to, pen- to penalties. And uh, I can remember snippets of, and there is nothing more boring than listening to people talk about their dreams, but I'll tell you this quickly. Uh, I can remember snippets of, of the dream, and uh, I know Cormac O'Reilly scored a penalty. Cavan's first one was over the bar. Uh, who Our own Bob Gallagher scored one. But anyway, it was 14 kicks each. And then Killy and the Gunner was the 15th man taking the penalty. And then I woke up. <laughs> people will probably think I'm making that up but that's, that's actually true well it's the second time I heard it and, and as I said the first time um, it, it's possible that you woke up because Killian hit you with the ball <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we, 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 we slag but, but it's uh, I tell you it's, Killian, knows, Killian knows how much we, we love him on the podcast uh, absolutely he, he's in player of the year territory for me like yeah. obviously you have a few outstanding <clears throat> players, but he's right up there on the shortlist. Like he's he's playing out of his skin, and um, uh, I, it, it, when you have to be at the game, I think to really appreciate how he's emptying the tank. He's covering runs. He's he's stopping lads getting into positions. He's getting a hand in here and there. He's, he's just winning breaking ball. He's 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 just and, and again management deserve credit because his relocation to the middle of the field, I think, has changed the entire energy of the team. Yeah. And I, I think I think it was a masterstroke. So it's um, look, Killian. I'd agree with you. He's he's definitely up with for me. Ray Galligan, Park Faulkner, Thomas Galligan, and Killian the Gunner, and Grod McKernan are are the five that are just that. That's your spine. That's your that's the best that we have, and they're all playing very well. Yeah, I agree. Um, there was there was a lot of love for Park Faulkner. Uh, Faulkner, play, Faulkner played his heart out, deserved man of the match. Some lad really lost the run himself. He said he did a he did a John Milan. Oh, he loves me county. He says, Jesus, I love me county. Faulkner was immense. What a second half performance. Um yeah. Faulkner uh, is some is some leader. I just can't I, 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 I'd agree with that earlier text about like what does he have to do to get uh, a man of the match? Like don't get me wrong, Connor Madden was was excellent. But just on the overall hour, or hour and twenty minutes almost, Porrick Faulkner was on another bloody level. He he was he he was diving blocks. He he was throwing his body about. He was driving forward when when Cavan needed somebody to drive forward. I just thought you you couldn't have asked anything more out of Porrick Faulkner. And then we got the we got the interview with him over on the Die Hards podcast. Um, if people want to listen to that as well, but again, just a, a real leader in everything that he does. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Like, in fairness, we we highlighted him as the best player in Cavan well back during there. the club championship. Yeah, yeah, during the club championship, and and he's just got better and better. Like he, he's having an absolute career season this year. Um, he's taking his game to a new level altogether, and uh, we're going to be previewing the game later in the week. But 
I, I think Kavanagh are lucky to have, have leaders like, like him going into an Ulster final. Uh, next talking point said, Rick Astley must have given the halftime team talk. <laughs> Never going to give you up. Yeah. Uh, Faulkner was the man of the match. Uh, the mark decision for, for Darren. Yeah, that, that's one. And I suppose we bundled a couple of these in together as well. Uh, there was a lot of people complaining about the Sunday games coverage. I don't know if you saw it, Damien. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I people. I'll read a few of them out now in a second. But people were going mad about the Sunday games coverage, and that just ties in with the the Darren goal. Like, I think the, the their analysis of the Calvin goal was was pretty decent, even though we mightn't like it. They they made a good case why maybe the goal shouldn't have been allowed that Conor Madden left the field. Now I didn't agree with the thing about the player leaving the field because that happens all the time. Um, you might step off to take a sideline ball or whatever. It's you can't just call that an infringement when you leave, when you leave the field. And the, I think the rule well, no, is well, the rule yeah, says you can't leave the field to gain an advantage. But sure, if you're in taking, open play, so essentially you, you can't run off the field to avoid a tackle. Like so, look at t- absolutely technically, what Sean Cavanaugh was saying was right from a from a a, a rule. If you're going hard and fast by the book, it, it's a hundred percent right. But what I thought. A couple of things on the Sunday game that were failed to mention. One, the reason he stepped off the field was that the area he wanted to get in was being boxed off. Um, two, he he was complaining that it shouldn't have happened and umpire should have caught it. It it was one step with his left foot and his right foot came back inside onto the field. And it was at, at lightning pace in front of an umpire who was trying to watch for a square ball. How do you expect an umpire to call that? In, in that level of, of intense pressure. I, I, I don't know where they think the umpires are coming from, you know, but they're they're definitely not um they're definitely not supermen. So they shouldn't be expected to to notice something like that where Sean Cavanaugh had the benefit of multiple replays on it, you know, different yeah. angles. So I think that was stupid. And I what really annoyed me um what really annoyed me was that they didn't balance it out in terms of saying, well, look at Cavan were unfortunate in, in terms of Martin Riley's advantage not being given. He was in clear for a goal. It should have been given. And the, the down mark or not mark um, in the, in the, in the build-up to the down goal. So, you know, give it a bit of balance and, and therefore... It doesn't heap pressure on Cavan this week. And I thought what Sean Cavan had really done was he kind of pushed the, the narrative out there for whatever referee it was going to be at that t- time, which we now know is Barry Cassidy, that he's going to look at, Barry Cassidy's going to have been looking at the Sunday game and say, geez, well, Cavan got the rub of the green. You know, they, they, they've had their, their lucky calls from a referee. And he's going to be looking to make sure Cavan don't get lucky calls. You know, I'm not saying he's going to go out with with a, a an idea of trying to hinder Cavan, but he's not going to feel that Cavan deserve any, you know, maybe benefit of the doubt in those calls in the, in the game. So I thought Sean Cavan, I thought the Sunday game done an injustice really to Cavan. But look, these things happen. Yeah, look, that's that's all. I think that's perfectly fair analysis what you're saying there because they had to bring up the other goal. They had to. It wasn't like like there was two. If there was two contentious goals, you can't just discuss one of them. That is shabby. And the other thing that Sean Cavanagh did was he made a comment about Dublin, um, about one some Dublin player, and he mentioned 
the Leicester final and he says and he, yeah and he'd be trying to get back uh, for the following week against Donegal or for the following match against Donegal and yeah. I thought that was very disrespectful in actual fact a Donegal man sent me the clip and said this is really bad and that was coming from a Donegal man uh, so that was that was disrespectful to Cavan as well so like let's call it a spade a spade I, I think we do try to be as neutral as we can and we're not just being total fanboys here, but that that was bad analysis there. I thought it was poor, and you'd wonder did they did they watch the first half of the game? That's what I'd like to know because if if you watch the first half of the game and and you've a good knowledge of football, the way the likes of Sean Cavanaugh and pundits like that should have, and have so much experience in the game, you couldn't you couldn't uh, mm. not bring it up. I thought that was. But I spoke, I I spoke because I wanted to kind of get a feel for it. So I spoke to a Monaghan man, I spoke to a loud man who were both watching the game and I asked him about the referee and performance. And the loud man said to me, if Cavan had lost that game, that the referee would have been lucky to get off the field. And the Monaghan man said, look, to be honest, it was a disappointing performance by the referee. He missed, he got a lot of big calls wrong. So at the end of the day, why, why just highlight Cavan's fortune the one incident where Cavan did get fortunate. Now maybe you could there's people talking about McKieran's foul on Kieran Brady, but it turned out actually when you look back, the referee didn't give it for the foul on K by McKieran and on Kieran Brady. It was was it the wing half back McGuinness or Guinness that, that got the yellow card for it. So um look at yeah. I, I again I just I just thought Cavan didn't get probably didn't get the rub of the green from from the referee um and and you know Cavan are going to need at minimum fair play against Donegal and maybe even a little bit of fortune with the referee and I, I think that that made the chances of of either less likely as a result of what they done in the Sunday game. Yeah, well, you see, in general, I would be of the opinion that what's said in the media doesn't matter, but it does matter with referees because and would never cast aspersions on Barry Cassidy, uh, but subconsciously this can seep in. Referees are only human as well. And the Sunday game are, are uh, what would you call them, tastemakers. They set an agenda that, that people talk about on the Monday morning after the Sunday game. And Brawley was great at that uh, when, he, when he had that platform. like he, he would set an agenda and he would argue it very eloquently and he, he was so bombastic and uh, articulate that even if he, if he was talking complete shite, uh, he'd nearly win you over. And he'd, he'd get a reaction one way no, or the other. Wouldn't. Well, he wouldn't win you over, and and I've gone off completely as well. But uh, yeah, I, I I think you're right in what you're saying there. Um, next comment says, "Is Park Faulkner the greatest to ever play the game?" Uh, wouldn't just go that far yet, but he's not too bad. Well, there's rumours that that George Cartwright, who's brought brought out the book this week, the gallant John Joe, he's he's starting another one next week, and it's going to be the the, the amazing Park Faulkner. <laughs> I think yeah, I think should... that that's his uh, his next one. Yeah, there's so many comments about Park, so we we won't go any more onto that. Um, best win since '97. I stand by my three passenger statement from last week. Very bad. Now I have an issue with this with this comment because <laughs> if that's the best win since '97, how are we getting by with three passengers on the on the side? We didn't have three passengers in '97, and it probably. It probably was even better than the Monaghan win because we came from further behind. Uh, but the Monaghan win maybe still just as as the dust settles on as the days go on, I think maybe the Monaghan win still edges it because of the local derby factor. Brady's Arva Limited, 
main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim, Monaghan, Mead and the surrounding counties for over 50 years. A family-owned and family-run business, Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA. If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details. Yeah, possibly. Possibly. But then you had the, like, the carrot of the Ulster final. You were still a long way off an Ulster final after beating Monaghan. I don't know. I nearly... I nearly want to hold on to the down win as being more important and, and, and in doing so you're nearly kind of saying that Monaghan aren't just that important anymore. But I can I probably yeah, I, I don't know. I, I at the minute I'm still saying the down win is ahead. Maybe in another few weeks I may look back and say the Monaghan game is ahead, but no, for the time being that down the the euphoria, the 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 excitement, the roller coaster that was and Probably even the fact that you got ahead by three points with with whatever three four minutes to go in the game, um, it just just kind of made you feel like Jesus, these boys are 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 unbelievable. They're they're invincible. They're superhuman. To go from uh, eight points down at half time to then four or three points up just over thirty three minutes later, thirty four minutes later. Just a phenomenal turnaround. Like it's, it, I, I think that that probably beats a lot. Yeah, I think I think the the two points before half time were absolutely crucial. Uh, I was I was. They've been G- overlooked. Yeah, they have been. Yeah, like I, I was doing the GA scores podcast yesterday with uh, Pierce Corcoran and a couple of fellas, and I was mentioning that like it is possible to come back. You all, you often see teams come back from seven down, and you do sometimes see teams come back from eight down. Uh, but it's it's very rare. I I I think the line is at seven. Seven is manageable. You, you can get a you can get a couple of points and suddenly you're right back in it. Uh, eight is hard to come back from. Ten is almost impossible to come back from. And if, if the, to get those two points, to cut it cut it down to eight at half time, give Calvin a fighting chance. I think if it was ten at half time, you know you you really really were up against it there. Yeah, I completely agree. Park Faulkner and Grod McKeown's free were, were absolutely vital um, yeah, in, yeah. in the order for Cavan to go in thinking, right, let's let's continue where we left off. Essentially, with Conor Madden and Thomas Galligan's points after half time, it was four points on the trot for the first time in the game. Considering prior to Park Faulkner's point on the 34th minute, you had only scored two points in, in the previous. It was a. Uh, they were huge. They were they were momentum shifters. Yeah. Uh, last few comments here. The session rip crack that we are not having in Cavan Town tonight is epic. Uh, if ever there was a need for for uh, in the car recorded on the iPhone early reactions pod, it's today. We gave we gave you better than that. We had a we had a full on reactions podcast on on Sunday. This this one came in Sunday evening. Um, Ray made a couple of nice saves that didn't get the recognition they deserved from the TV boys. <laughs> I haven't watched back the full coverage of the game on BBC but again on Sunday game nobody got the recognition they deserved uh, I didn't think completely and once again Ray was phenomenal though Jeez, he was he, he's he's 
taking his game as well to a new level. Like he's done really well this championship. F- fantastic. Yeah. Like, think about all the praise that's been heaped on Thomas Galligan, Grodin McCarron in, in the middle of the field. And, and, and there was a lot of good marks caught against down in the second half. But that ball just doesn't magically arrive out there. <laughs> you know, Ray Galligan has to pick his targets, identify the advantages, and hit it right on the money. And he's doing that more often than I think I've ever seen him do it. I think you've, you've summed it up. He's taken it to a new level, Ray. And, and this weekend is going to be very, very important. Imagine Cavan, let's say, regardless of result, Ray, Ray Galligan, Sean Patton, Stephen Cluxton are the three names that pretty much are on the lips of most people for all-star goalkeeper, you know, nominations or, or whatever. If Cavan, if, if Ray puts in a, a, an unbelievable performance, a better performance than Patton, regardless of the result, it'll put him ahead. It'll, it'll put him right up there, um, yeah. you know, competing with Cluxton for that All-Star. Yeah, completely, completely. And also, you have to remember that All-Stars are picked by the media and it's important to be, to be sort of in the media. That it definitely has an influence. No more than we're saying about influence on yes. referees. Probably sub subconsciously, some journalists might be influenced by the fact that. And Raymond is the captain of the team, and he's been the sort of the public face of the team uh, over this course of this campaign as well, which will help his case as well. But again, I was talking to Malachi Clerken yesterday, and we we were just talking about uh, the tip by David Jennings in the Racing Post where before the Monaghan game, where he tipped Ray for an All Star fifty to one. It was so smart. When I look back at it, and I'm, they mightn't be smart if he doesn't get it, but already you're getting. You're getting a great run for your money on that bet if you backed it, um, because he yeah. knew that if if Cavan were to win, Raymond was going to need to win that game obviously to have a chance. If Cavan were to win, they were taking begging out of it. Either Morgan or Patton was going to be gone the first round as well, um, so that that was some of the big name goalkeepers already already out of it. So after that, you Mayo are kind of swapping keepers as well. Uh, between yeah. Henley and, and Clark, so you you know that might ha- hurt their chances. So it was a, it was a really really great call. I thought that brilliant. Um, and, and anyone who backed it, well done to them. Uh, Killian the Gunner was brilliant, but should get a fifty euro fine if ever that close to goal again. Uh, Killian the Gunner will give this man a fine if he sees that. <laughs> <laughs> I love uh, this fella's not a guard. Killian is a guard. Um, something about this Cavan team. It's as if they knew at ten points down that they would win. And here's a, here's a lovely comment here. It's great to beat Monaghan twice in the one championship. <laughs> uh, very good. Brilliant. Uh, Brilliant. Brilliant. Martin Riley, black card today, second of us to championship. Does it, does it rule him out of final? Must, mustn't do. I haven't heard that. No, don't think so. Now, again, it's something worth looking into. I, I yeah, would that's... say a toward... I, I think it's a toward one, but to be like, again, I must look into that rule actually. Ah, it's bound to be a toward one because you know it's it's basically a black card is basically the equivalent of a yellow, like as in a black and a yellow gets you put yeah. off. So like two yellows wouldn't see you out of a out of a game, and you'd be hoping Cavan might get one of the, one or two of those blacks overturned as well as as things goes on as things go on if they were to win uh, on Sunday. Hopefully that that'd be something they'd be able to do. Uh, you need to lose one to win one, yeah. Agree with that. Absolutely agree with that statement. Usually, uh, our man yeah, venue. Tw- say hope. Hopefully, it is lose one to win one. Yeah, yeah. Well, there aren't many teams who 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 win an Ulster final or provincial final of any kind, uh, sort of at the first time of asking, like as in for that particular group 
So Monaghan had been in a few of the finals and like they sort of came from nowhere uh, back in 2013. I was looking at it, Donegal were 7-1 to on in that game. Monaghan were 7-1, to which is similar to what we, we have this Sunday as well. Um, we'll, be, we'll be looking at all those angles later on the week. Uh, but yeah, I agree with that comment. Uh, um, here's a good one, Damien. Armagh venue for final pitch. Okay, there's no... Sorry, there's no punctuation here at all, right? So I'm going <laughs> to... Armagh venue for final. Full stop. Pitch not in great condition today. No better pitch in Ulster. Full stop, question mark. That's a question, I'm taking it. Uh, it yeah, there is, is a better, better pitch, pitch in Ulster. Ulster. There is. Of course there is. But it's, it's a home advantage for Cavan. Like, yeah, myself and Mickey Brennan, after the game, were talking. There was a couple of Ulster Council officials and the groundskeeper in, in the athletic grounds. Um, and the discussion was about where the Ulster final may be. Um, pretty much, um, Oma was, was ruled out because it's just not a great surface. The pitch isn't good enough to hold a, an Ulster final at this time of year. Um, the, the consensus was across the Ulster Council members that were there and the, even the groundskeeper in, in the athletic grounds that Kingspan Breffney is by far the best surface in the province at the moment. It's the, it's the newest laid surface in the province and it's playing almost like a summer field, um, one of the, 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 well, the Armagh contingent said. So essentially, it should be in Kingspan Breffney. But do you know what? I, I take the athletic grounds over Kingspan Breffney at the minute because I actually think with Cavan having played there, and Donegal haven't played on, on a really good surface in Kingspan Breffney. It's going to take a bit of adjusting for Donegal. I don't know about getting up to the pace of the championship in, in heaviest conditions. Now, the, the sods, the, the Armagh are replacing the goal mount. They're resodding the goal mount this week. So, what was seen on television with, with muddy goal mounts out to the 20 metre line or a little bit further will be brand new grass this week. Um, so that's that's something that the groundskeeper told us, it, and and that was the only area of the field that I thought there was an issue with, really, to be honest. But I didn't walk it; I, you, you, we weren't allowed out onto the field, so I, I don't know how bad it was. Um, Mickey Graham rubbish to the wee bit, simply saying that look, it's it's not ideal, but it's it does not you know we've no complaints about it at all. Declan Bonner seemed to have a bit of an issue over it, um, but don't at the end of the day, I I'll take it. Aren't happy with the pitch. I mean, I have that on good authority that Donegal are not happy. And Donegal actually, and I don't know, did they put this through official channels? But I've been told by by a source in Donegal that Donegal wanted that game to be played in Breffney, which is yeah. really it's really interesting. I, well, I heard the same. I heard the same. Now I don't, from what I understand, I don't believe that offer was ever put to Cavan, um, and I I wouldn't take it. I wouldn't. I <laughs> wouldn't personally, take, I take them either. to the athletic grounds. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. With the running power in that Donegal team, of course they, they'd be willing to see home advantage to, to play it on a, on a big field and a really fast surface like that, uh, where a, a ground where they have a good yeah. record and played last week. Cavan would be mad, I think, to even if it, though it would be a home game, you're not going to have the home support. And Cavan's home record is iffy at the best of time. So I think Cavan would be mad to, to take them up on that. And I, I think Donegal yeah. aren't happy with, with the athletic grounds at all. And my understanding is that the vote that was taken uh, in in the meeting there was two votes for Brewster, five votes for uh, Armagh, and four votes for Oma. I think 
I'm ninety-nine percent sure that that's that's I heard correctly when I was told that, and it was done on a PR system, so uh, it was it wasn't actually first passed to the post. I don't think so. I think first it was ruled out, and then there was like a second a second vote then, and it ended up in in our map. But there was a good like there was a there wasn't a majority of the committee first time out going for our map. Which is which is interesting, but the Ulster Council seems to love Armagh. I suppose the Ulster Council is based in Armagh, their offices, but they seem to love that field. Uh, yeah, whatever happens these last few weeks, this has lifted the spirits of the whole county. Someone else says all Ireland quarter final, not a bad year. Uh, that's that's a defeatist attitude. Yeah. Gunner smile after yeah, it scored, well, scored his point. It comes up. Somebody else caught that. I just thought it was priceless, ear to ear grins and, and, and just kind of it was nearly his his looks around as if to go, huh, huh look at that, look at that. <laughs> just thought it was brilliant. Yeah. Uh and the last couple of comments. Luke Fortune as cool as a cucumber at the back. Uh name a better 35 minute display from a Cavan team in living memory. Well I, I interviewed the great Jim Riley yesterday the morning and hopefully we'll be able to bring a bit of that audio later in the week. I think the audio should be fine. And uh, I asked Jim, do you ever rem- remember Cavan coming from 10 points there and to win a championship match? And he said never in his time. And Jim has playing with Cavan since since the early 1980s uh, and watching them ever since. So at least 40 years we can go back and, and Cavan have never come from 10 there. And I wonder, has it ever happened in a championship game? To win, I, 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 I sincerely doubt it. I sincerely, I sincerely doubt, doubt it. Yeah, yeah. Particularly in Ulster Championships, they're either very close games, or you you are actually hammered. You know, it's 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 rare that you can swing the momentum that much from one side to the opposite. You know, like it was a fourteen point turnaround um, at one stage. You know, just phenomenal stuff. You don't usually get those chances. Uh, to do that in Ulster Championship, but there is something special about this Cavan team and and their attitude to adversity like and the evidence has been there against Kildare what were we down Paul and, and, and came back and should have got a draw out of it or could have got a draw out of it yeah down by 10 and, in that um, one down by 10 Ross Common well down came right back into it in the end probably not as good as display but obviously Monaghan Antrim you came from behind as well so the, the evidence is there that these boys it doesn't phase them to, to go behind and I, I wouldn't mind if we went in at half time against Donegal a couple of points back or, or even maybe three, four points back, but I don't think it's I don't think it's wise to let Donegal get any further than that ahead. Yeah, yeah, I, I, absolutely, absolutely. Like and that was a big message that was coming out of the press conference yesterday. Um a lot of people were asking that question and talking about that, like um to Declan Bonner, to to Ray Galligan, to Mickey Graham. Uh, even the Sean Patton talking about Cavan giving teams big leads. So Raymond sort of brushed it aside and said, no, nah, no, we're just focusing on ourselves and uh, it hasn't been addressed, but you can be sure it has been. And the Cavan team selection is going to be uh, very interesting. Like we'd say the likes of Conor Madden, uh, will he start the game? Like He's brilliant coming on always. He, there's usually, he nearly always makes an impact coming off the bench, but maybe we need to throw the kitchen sink and the worktop and the microwave and the kettle and everything else at Donegal from the start. Yeah, the, the only thing on on Connor Madden is there was a reason he hasn't played up until now. He he's been injured, so if he starts, is he fit to play the full game? It's it, it's a gamble you're going to be playing. So, and uh, like like I I predicted uh, after the game on 
now again we'll we'll have to wait to see the actual twenty six that are able to line out. Um, but injuries clear up when you're coming towards this time of year towards a, a final, and it's not that there was you know they're 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 but just an adrenaline rush of oh god I want to be part of this I want to be there on the day will 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 help the body to heal that bit quicker that bit more you know maybe the ability to go through a bit of pain a bit more pain than normal all of these factors are going to play in and, and don't be surprised but we've seen Conor Madden addition an addition to the panel this week we could see some changes on the 26th this week um players maybe the likes of James Smith or 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 other players coming back into the fold Conor Smith maybe so um it's something to watch. I, 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 I definitely think that that Mickey Graham will 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 try to pull a rabbit from somewhere, and just what what shape that rabbit comes in will be very interesting to watch. But, um, look at we're definitely looking forward to it. And 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 that previous comment about lifting the spirits, you know, who's who's even talking about COVID now in Cavan? It's it's brilliant. It's it's just it's been the the the, the perfect tonic. For, for the people of Cavan over this last three, four weeks. So well done to, to all involved. And what I like about it is that the players are acutely aware of that as well. Like Park Faulkner spoke to us after the game and, and, and kind of highlighted that point. So, And on that, I want to bring everyone's attention to the Movember fundraiser that the Cavan team are doing. Um, so please get on to We Are Cavan social media or the County Board social media. It's actually tagged to the bottom of the, or to the top of the, Twitter um, feed on Cavan County Board, but get on, support that that cause, because this just goes to show that the lads aren't just great athletes, great great ambassadors for football, but they're great people in, the, in a time when they could be just very selfish. They're, they're out there trying to help others with their fundraiser, which is for the oncology unit in Cavan, Southside Cavan and Pieta House Cavan. Um, so look at it, uh, brilliant stuff. Get out and support them where you can and as often as you can. That's us for another another few days, Damien. That's us for another few days, is right. I, I'm going to put out one more call, Paul. I want people to send We Are Cavan on any of the social medias pictures of your flags or your bunting or or whatever way you're putting out the bit of pride that you have in the Cavan jersey. Send them on on social media. I'm just mad to see. Who, how many flags are up? You know, we, we obviously can't go too far at the minute. We're in five kilometers of our, of our house. But um, if people can get on the social media posting their, their excitement about uh, this upcoming Ulster final, it'd be great to see it and maybe great for the players to, to get that wee bit of a lift knowing that they've given the people of Cavan a lift. So get on to us on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram with your images of, of your Cavan flags. Thanks a million, folks, for listening to the McAvoy Super Value GEA podcast. Don't forget to tune in to our Diehards podcast, which is over on patreon.com forward slash We Are Cavan, where we'll be doing a preview of the Ulster final. We'll be getting some insight from the Donegal camp with Declan Bonner and Sean Patton. And we'll also hear from the Cavan camp, Raymond Galligan and Mickey Graham. So um, that's over on Patreon. We also have... Uh, ladies podcast which is looking back over the Camogues wonderful victory picking up the Nancy Murray Cup with a comprehensive win over Tyrone at the weekend so uh, they're facing Roscommon in a, in a Premier Junior Championship or All-Ireland semi-final this weekend so we'll be previewing that as well so thanks a million folks hope you have a good week